Jesus, who is God, goes to the Bible to defend himself because he recognizes the authority of the Bible. It's not just a good, helpful book. It has authority. And why does it have authority? Because God spoke through these men and they wrote the Bible. Welcome to The Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone, and thanks for joining me in The Fox Den. Christians hold the Bible in high esteem. This is the book that guides our faith and our life. In this episode, I'm going to talk about why the Bible has the right to tell us what to believe and how to behave. In other words, the Bible has authority over us, and there's a reason for this. And this is what I'm going to discuss in this episode. As Christians, we believe what the Bible says, and we try to the best of our abilities to do what it says. And the reason for this is that we believe the Bible is God's word to us. Now, by that, we mean that God communicates to us through the Bible. He tells us about himself. He tells us about his plan of salvation. He tells us about us. He tells us about our need for a Savior. He tells us about our Savior. He tells us what is coming in the future. So God has revealed all of these things for us in the Bible. So this means that it is God himself who is communicating to us through the Bible. Therefore, we refer to the Bible as God's Word. Now keep in mind, we could never know God had he not through providence given us the books that we have today in the Bible. We could not know him personally. We would know about him. We would see the sun and the stars. We would see the trees and the mountains. And so we would know there's a creator, but we could never know him personally unless he told us about himself. Now, there's two places that we primarily go to support the position that the Bible is the word of God. And the first is 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. And there it says that God breathed out all of Scripture— Now, keep in mind at this point, what Paul means by Scripture is the Old Testament. I mean, let's face it, the New Testament hadn't been written yet. Paul's actually writing one of the letters that's included in the New Testament. However, Peter recognizes Paul's writings as Scripture. Now, I won't go into this in much detail, but I will refer you to 2 Peter 3, verse 16. The second place we go to support the Bible as the Word of God is, is 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. And there Peter tells us that God spoke through these men as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And he's referring to the prophets of the Old Testament. And he's telling us these guys aren't writing this stuff just off their own whims. The Holy Spirit is moving these men to write what God wants them to write. Now perhaps one argument would be when I compare the writings of these different writers... I see differences. So, for example, if you compared Luke with Mark, they both have an account of Jesus, but they seem different. Luke seems to be more detailed than Mark. So if God is writing through these men, then why aren't they the same or virtually the same? Well, the first thing is that the substance is the same. It's the style that's different. But that leads us to the second thing. God didn't violate the personalities of the writers. So as God, within his sovereignty, develops these men from conception to adulthood through their own life experiences, through their own DNA, their own family and culture, their own education, 
God uses them to write what he wants, and so therefore their personalities show up. So one thing you have to think of these men is writing instruments. It's like a pen. God is writing his word through these men. But also kind of think of it like different kinds of writing utensils. So as I'm recording this episode on my desk, I have a pen. I have a pencil. I can write things and the personality, if you will, of the writing instruments show up. If I make a mistake with the pen, I can't erase it. If I make a mistake with the pencil, I can erase it. Now, don't read into this that God makes mistakes. He doesn't. The point I'm getting at is that the different writing utensils have different characteristics. And we see the same thing with the writers of the Bible. God never violates their personality. He shaped them into these men. And so he is moving them to write his word as he wants it written, yet in their style due to their personality. Now, there's other places that we can go to support the Bible as the Word of God. And one of those places is Hebrews chapter 1. And in verse 1, we see that God spoke by the prophets. So it is very clear that God spoke through men. And many of these prophets are included in the Bible, not just as characters, their writings. For example, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Malachi. So Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, tells us that God spoke by the prophets. In verses 2 and following, he spoke by his son, which is a whole new episode. So we have several places in the Bible that we can go to support the Bible as the Word of God, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now there are some who may think that believing the Bible is the Word of God is maybe kind of circular reasoning, The Bible is the Word of God because it says so. I know there are some who have made that accusation. But I want to give you confidence that the Bible is indeed God's Word to us. He has communicated to us through the Bible. And one place that we want to go is Matthew chapter 4. And there the devil is tempting Jesus. Now, as a reminder, Jesus is God. He has always been God. He didn't become a God later. He is the one true God and he became a man. So it's probably pretty important to get his perspective on the Bible. So Jesus had gone out into the wilderness, and he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Now, I can't even imagine what that would be like. I have a hard time when I fast from lunch. But Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and Satan comes to tempt him. And there were three different things that he tempted him with. And the first was food. So he tempted Jesus to make bread out of stones. And interestingly enough, Jesus goes to the Old Testament to defend himself. And Jesus tells him that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God's mouth. He's tempted a second time, and Jesus goes to the Old Testament to defend himself. He tempts him a third time, and he goes to the Old Testament to defend himself. Jesus, who is God, goes to the Bible to defend himself because he recognizes the authority of the Bible. It's not just a good, helpful book. It has authority. And why does it have authority? Because God spoke through these men and they wrote the Bible. We believe that God has made himself known through the Bible. We believe that God has made his plan of salvation known in the Bible. He revealed Jesus to us in the Bible. 
He revealed what is to come in the future in the Bible. So we believe that the Bible is God's communication of himself, of who we are, sinners, of who Jesus is, Redeemer, of what is to come, resurrection, eternal life, in bodies that cannot sin, suffer, or die. And I've taken you to several places in the Bible to support this position. So if the Bible is God's word to us, if he has communicated these things to us in the Bible, then it's true. It's not just truthful. It's true. God cannot lie. Now, I know that we get lots of pushback. You know, some people don't really believe it's the Word of God. Maybe even some Christians struggle. Is it really the Word of God? But you have to understand, man is sinful and fallen. They are not truth-tellers by nature. We are evil by nature, by our own sin nature. Apart from the work of the Holy Spirit making us alive with Christ, we're all followers of the devil, who is the father of lies. And we see that in John chapter 8, verse 44. But also look at John chapter 3, verse 19, and you will see what our true nature is. Not those guys, all of us. Again, apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, you see what we are really like. In John chapter 3, verse 19, people loved darkness. That's us. Think about it. Mankind is sinful, and apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, we love darkness. So do you think man is a truth teller? Of course not. Only God is a truth teller. So if the Bible is God's word, which is supported in the Bible, if the Bible is God's word to us, it must be true. And any man who opposes it is false. Again, God is sinless. God is truth. Man is a liar. Now we've already touched on this, but this brings us really to our final point. Because the Bible is God's word to us, it has authority. And by that, I mean the Bible has the right to tell us what to believe and how to behave. When it says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, it's true. You can believe it. When it says that Jesus rose from the dead, it's true. You can believe it. When it says that we are going to rise from the dead, it's true. You can believe it. God has communicated to us through the Bible. You see, it's our arrogance that doesn't believe it. You see, when we don't believe what the Bible says, we elevate ourselves above God. And we claim to be the truth teller above the one who cannot lie. You see, we put God on trial. Arrogance that we would do that creatures putting the Creator on trial because we just don't believe it to be true. The God who cannot lie. Sinners not believing him. I hope you see the arrogance in this. Because the Bible is God's communication to us, it has the right to demand what we believe and how we are to behave. So why is this important? Well, first it tells you the Bible has authority over your life. You see, we don't promote the Bible because we think it's a good book. There's some really good principles in it, and so we're going to promote the Bible. No, We proclaim the Bible because we believe it's God's communication to us. And I've shown you in just a couple places where this is true. And because God speaks to us through the Bible, it has authority. Second, it's the standard for truth. Man by nature is a liar. Man by nature loves evil. Man by nature loves darkness. That's what we saw in John chapter 3 verse 19. I could take you to many other places. I've taken you to several of those places in past episodes. But man loves darkness. 
God is a truth teller. God loves truth. God is truth. And therefore, the Bible is the standard of what is true. So as the culture pushes their agenda and they try to say that what they know is true, that's a lie. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Christian. I'm saying that because God cannot lie. God is the truth teller. Every man apart from Jesus Christ is sinful and loves darkness apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the standard of truth. And then third, recognizing the Bible as God's communication to us and that it has authority over us, not as a slave master, but as a loving guide that points us to our Savior and tells us how we are to live as kingdom citizens while we're here on earth. You see, when the Bible tells us to forgive, it's because God is forgiving. It's because kingdom citizens are forgiving. When it says to love one another, it's because God loves us. And when we rise from the dead and we enter into eternal glory in bodies that cannot sin, suffer, or die, we will be the perfect community where we won't love darkness. And it will be our nature to love one another. You see, God's getting us ready for kingdom living now, not kingdom living here on earth, in eternity, on the other side of the grave, on the other side of Christ's second coming. You see, that's where God's taking us. It's not about a better life here on earth. So I think recognizing the authority of Scripture, that the Bible has the right to tell us what to believe and how to behave, encourages us. It comforts us. The creator of the universe has communicated to you directly, and he's not pointing his finger at you and telling you, you better live this way or I'm going to kick you out of the kingdom. No, he made himself known to you. The God who created the sun and the stars, the God who spoke light into being, the God who breathed life into Adam, the God who formed you. That God doesn't sit outside space and time and leave you to wander on earth, to wander on your own. He addressed you personally, and he did so in the Bible. Well, here's my assignment for you. Read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, and you might want to highlight that or mark it some way that you know to come back to it so that you can see that God breathed out the Bible. And then also go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. And there you will also see that God spoke through these men as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to encourage you to go to the Belgic Confession and read Articles 2 through 7. Now let me conclude with this final reminder. God gave you the Bible not to oppress you, not to burden you with more rules on how to live. He gave you the Bible so that you could know him personally. He revealed himself to you. You can know that he is a gracious God by seeing how he has extended his grace to sinful people. You can see that he's a God of power as he spoke creation into being, as Jesus raised the dead. Jesus calmed the storm. Jesus healed people by speaking, which, by the way, points to his deity, right? If you remember Genesis 1, that God spoke and creation came into being, that's what Jesus did. He spoke and people were healed. That God came to earth as a man, died on the cross, taking our sins on himself so that you could have eternal life with him. He has made himself known to you. 